throughout my life, you know, I always wanted to be a dentist. And if I could give them pointers, if I can give them advice, if I can give them direction to make them the best version of themselves, nothing's better, man. Really believe in something. If I really believe I'm going to do something, I may practice a lot before I get there, but I only fail when I quit. And I don't quit. Copy genius, copy genius, copy genius. I think that's huge. And by doing that and by succeeding, I think that helps students build confidence. No one's perfect. We all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, you need to be most accountable to you. The second year, we did $136 million, And the third year, we did nearly $200 million in sales. So did it pay off? I think yeah. so. <laughs> guys and welcome to the I Love Success podcast. I am super excited. Today my virtual world tour continues and today I have maybe the world's most famous dentist on the show. What do you I mean, mean maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Not maybe, he is, right? Uh, he is the featured dentist on the hit series Extreme Makeover and Doctors. He's also a New York Times bestseller, host of Meet the Mentor podcast, founder of the Leap Foundation, where young leaders are built, and so much more. Overall, he's just a cool human being, and I'm excited to get to know him. So welcome, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Thank you, Peter. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm always excited to learn from, from people that have dedicated their life to a craft. So can we just go back to early Dr. Bill? Who, who, who were you as a kid and when did you know you want to become a dentist? Wow. So I'm not going to lie. I was a really weird kid. Like, like I don't think I was ever really a kid. Um, <laughs> I went to uh, nursery school. This is a true story. Uh, uh, and um, no, kindergarten, I'm, you know, four and a half years old. And I come home and my mom and dad said, um, said, Dr. Bill. No, they, they didn't call me that. They called me <laughs> Billy when I was a little kid. They said, Billy, how was school? I said, mom, dad, you know, the kids in my class are so immature. <laughs> I was five. <laughs> like, I mean, I was never like a normal little kid. I fell down when I was three and a half and I hit my baby teeth. They're called deciduous teeth so hard. that instead of knocking them out, they went back up into the gums. So I had to have multiple surgeries. I was at the dentist all the time. And instead of being scared, I actually was fascinated by the whole process and they would explain to me what they were going to do and how they could save my teeth. And I don't know, I just, I, I exited that experience saying, I wanna do this for people. Like, this is really cool. So when all my other friends wanted to play army, I was like the medic, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I was really not a normal kid in any way, shape or form, but, um, you know, it, it happened as a result of that accident and it never wavered throughout my life. You know, I always wanted to be a dentist 
Wow. Uh, isn't it funny how life events can change our perspective on life? And speaking of life events, we're going through a pandemic right now. And how has this changed your mindset and thinking about like, who will you be after this is over? You know, I have to be honest with you. I, I, I'm in a, a mastermind group. These are, these are nine guys I've been meeting with for 20 years. We meet every month for, you know, uh, like a, a one hour phone call. And then we meet twice a year in person where we do retreats. And these guys are awesome. They're all dentists. They all have incredibly successful practices. And um, we, you know, we, we talk about our practices. We talk about our life. We talk about our business. We talk about marriage and divorce. And I mean, everything that goes on in your life. And these guys are so incredibly positive. And, you know, our last call, we're kind of, you know, going around the horn and, you know, everybody was, was, was really upbeat and saying, oh man, you know, it, this is such a great time with my kids. And this is such a great time with my family. And they were all being so positive. And then they got to me and I'm like, I gotta be honest with you. I'm miserable. <laughs> I spent 61 years. I'm 61 right now. I spent 61 years building a life I loved. I love going to the office. I love treating patients. I love going to the gym. I love going out to dinners. I love like everything I love, I can't do anymore. So I don't love this, okay? I mean, and, and I know this isn't a permanent thing and I know that we're gonna recover and, and I know that all that's gonna come back, but I, I, I'm having a hard time. You know, my kids are grown. They don't live at home anymore. I'm divorced. I'm on the 30th floor of a condominium alone every day, alone. You know, I'm on Zoom calls, I'm on emails, but I don't like being alone. That's not me. How am I going to come out of this? I mean, when our lives return back to normal, yeah, I'll be thrilled, you know, and I know it will. You know, I'm spending a lot of time trying to Unfortunately, the American Dental Association hasn't really given us great guidelines. It's kind of up to us. And here's the thing. People don't realize my profession is probably the highest risk profession there is outside of like ER docs. You know, the whole thing about being six feet away. Yeah, you cough or you sneeze. Yeah, six feet. Okay. But when you put a drill in somebody's mouth and you create this aerosol, you have coronavirus in the air for three hours. That's not good. So we're just trying to, you know, navigate through this. It's, um, it's, it's rough, you know? Uh, you know what they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, except bears. They really kill you. Yeah. So are you treating patients now or? Oh, no, <laughs> I can't. I mean, we're close, close, close. Um, what are we doing differently? Well, I mean, this is what I have to look forward to when I go back to work. I'm gonna have a hairnet, I'm gonna have a mask, I'm gonna have a face shield, and then I have to have a headset that's noise canceling because we purchased these machines 
that are these big metal boxes with a big arm on it that looks like an elephant nose that we put in front of the patient's mouth that sucks up 99.9% of the aerosol. So I'm not going to be able to talk to people because that's going to sound like I'm inside like uh, or outside the, an airplane engine. You know, then I have to wear like layers. I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be, I'm not happy about this, Peter. Not at all. Yeah. Who has been your role models growing up? Like who did you look up to? Who, Who gave you confidence to move forward when you were afraid? You know, that's so funny. I was never afraid. Like that you just said that to me. I'm like, I was never afraid in my life. I was never afraid. I think the greatest gift that my parents gave me was, was confidence, you know, and, 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 and probably, you know, the support to, to, for me to know that, that I could do really anything I set my mind to confidence is currency. I mean, as a parent, the, the greatest, greatest gift you can give your kid is confidence. And, you know, as a result, there's a lot of things that I learned. And, and, and your whole mindset is, is such an important thing. You know, I, I tell kids, be careful what you say to yourself. You typically say meaner things to yourself than you would ever allow anybody to say to you. Don't do that. Talk nice to yourself. You know, and the other thing is make a decision. I tell my kids that come to leave right now, today, I want you to tell me that you will never fail again because I never fail. And it's not an arrogant statement. I don't fail. Why? If I do something and it doesn't turn out the way I want it to, that's not failure. That's practice. You do it again and again and again until you succeed. So if you look at those first attempts as practice instead of failure, you're really not failing till you quit. And if I really believe in something, if I really believe I'm going to do something, I may practice a lot before I get there, but I only fail when I quit and I don't quit. And, and we're, like, how do we teach confidence? Because uh, that's, that's a trait that is so important to have. But how do we teach it? You know, I was lucky because it was literally instilled in me as a kid. You know, my parents gave me a lot of positive reinforcement. They gave me a lot of the building blocks that I needed to be confident in myself. My teachers did. My fellow students did, you know, I mean, I was really fortunate. And, um, you know, I I think that the best way to teach students to be confident is to give them the building blocks that they need for success, like we do at LEAP, because once you start to feel and taste success, it changes your whole persona, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, I totally that's agree. What we do. And and what what are those building blocks? What what are the most important buildings? Well, blocks? I mean, let's start with 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 some of the things that I think are most critical. Number one, find great mentors. 
You know, uh, the fastest way to success is to copy genius. You don't have to reinvent wheels. Wheels work, right? Copy genius. When I moved to Beverly Hills, I grew up poor. I grew up in the valley. We had nothing. When I set up my practice and I decided I wanted to practice in Beverly Hills, do you think they needed another cosmetic dentist? No. No. So what I do, I researched and I found the five most successful cosmetic dentists. We didn't have the internet back then. I, I asked. I asked around. And then I called each one of them. They were all men. And I said, can I come in and observe you? But I didn't just go in there and watch them do didactic dentistry on patients. I went in there and I watched, how did the patient walk up to the front desk? What were the intake forms? How did they seat the patient? How did they explain the procedures? You know, how did they explain the financing? Then how did the doctor actually work on the patient? And then when they were done with the patient, how did they dismiss the patient? How did they take him to the front desk? How did they collect money? Like, I wanted to know everything from A to Z. And I took notes and notes and notes. And I sat there like a sponge. And I learned and I learned and I learned. Because guess what, bud? They don't teach you this stuff in dental school. They don't teach you how to collect money in dental school. You know, I need to make a living. Like, that should be part of dental school. <laughs> they don't teach that, you know? And so I went out and I learned it by watching other successful dentals do it. This is what I tell every, I speak at dental schools all over the world. I love speaking to dental students. I do it for free. I never charge a dental school. And the first thing I say to dental students is, I honestly, truly, and sincerely Wish for you all of the satisfaction and fulfillment out of dentistry that I had because it exceeded every expectation I ever, ever, ever dreamed of. And copy me because by copying me, you know that you're copying 10 to 15 other people that I copy. Like I tell them on social media, you know, I think I'm the only dentist in the world who has almost a million followers on social media. I said, look at my Instagram. Because I'm watching 10 to 20 of the most successful dental Instagram accounts and picking and choosing and trying to make mine better by doing that. Copy genius, copy genius, copy genius. I think that's huge. And by doing that and by succeeding, I think that helps students build confidence. I agree with you. Small wins adds up and, and gives you more confidence. I, I feel there's a lot of times people that don't go all the way, there's something in them that stops them. And I, and I want to help it to, to give the, the listeners tools to build more stamina. So wh where, where does that stamina come from in you? Like, why are you keep going further when something doesn't go the way you want it? You know, I'm just super, super stubborn. Like, I refuse to give up. I don't know. It's, you know, kids at Leap come up to me all the time. They're like, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, what's the secret of success? It's like, it's like they want a hack or a pill. Here's the secret. Work your buns off. That's the secret. You know, it's no secret. Work your buns off. I mean, I don't know how you instill that in people, 
But I just got to feel like, you know, you can lead a horse to water. How do you make them thirsty? You know, and that has to come from within. And I think that if students honestly, truly believe that they have to work hard to be successful, that's the first step. No, I love that. And just to kind of dig a little bit deeper into Leap, I read this, uh, I watched a couple of your YouTube clips and I really like, it was actually taped on uh, one of the walls on your Leap event. I think it was 2018 or 2019. And it said, and it said birds of feather flock together. Flocking causes birds to be of the same feather. Be careful who you, whom you flock with. Can you just talk about that? So the first thing I do when kids come to leap, like literally within the first 30 minutes in my opening session, I do a thing called eagles and turkeys. And basically what I do is I say, listen, when you guys woke up this morning, whether you think you did this or not, you did it. You put a number on your head. From one to 10, with one being the lowest and 10 being the highest, how many of you did not put a 10 on your head? Raise your hand. So, I don't know, half the kids raise their hand. And then I look out in the eye and I say, who picked the number? You. Why would you pick anything less than a 10? You didn't have to take a test. You didn't have to, you don't have to do anything. I said, from now on, wipe that off and put a 10 on your forehead. And not only are you going to act like a 10, you're going to walk like a 10, you're going to talk like a 10, but most importantly, surround yourself with other 10s. Because if you're trying to be a 10 and all your friends are twos, how are you going to be a 10? You can't. You need to make some really important decisions. And one of the things that I really help kids that struggle with this is you need to get what we call turkeys out of your life and try and flock with eagles. Because if you're trying to be an eagle and your best friend is a turkey, they're going to sap all your energy out of you and you're not going to be able to do eagle stuff. So when I say be careful who you flock with, you need to be with people that are going to challenge you and raise you up not push you down. And you know, at the end of the day, kids know right from wrong. Choose right. You know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a simple concept. Do the right thing, you know, hang out with people. And believe me, even as an adult, there are times in my life when I had to say, you know what? I can't be friends with that person. They're, they're just, it's not a good friendship and the person isn't going to do anything positive for my life. You know, I mean, there are people that I help. Yeah. There are people that need help. Yeah. I mean, that's a different thing, but my close group of friends are people that I respect are people I look up to are people that I feel make me a better person for being with. So that's what I mean by be careful who you flock with. But how, how do you start that? Let's say you're, you're a kid somewhere in a small town, in a small country, and you have a big dream to become maybe a dentist like you or a world medalist in a specific sport, but you don't know where to start. Like, how do you start building on this? And how do you, how do you flock yourself with 
with eagles when you can only see turkeys? The most powerful, powerful three-letter word in the world. A-S-K. Ask. You ask. You have to ask. You know, you have to ask people. Maybe you're asking a guidance counselor. Maybe you're asking a coach. Maybe you're asking a religious leader, a parent, or whatever. You need to ask, you know. And today, kids have something we didn't have. Well, I don't know how old you are, but I certainly didn't have the internet growing up. You have the whole internet. I mean, you have the whole world at your fingertips. You can find out anything you want. Do you know, I'm probably one of the only people that I know of who has close to a million followers on Instagram who actually answers all of my DMs. Ask me. I promise you if you send me a DM, I will ask it. I will answer it. I mean, ask, ask, ask. And I have connected hundreds of kids to other, you know, professionals and whatnot so that they could, you know, find out about different careers, find out about different opportunities, whatever. You got to ask. That's great. Uh, You have to have that first courage and, and take it. Just ask because people want to help. That's that's what I've noticed. This I've done more than 180 episodes right now. And when I started out, uh, I, I was uh, I had this limiting belief that people would not want to be on my podcast. They wouldn't say yes. And then I said, let me remove that limiting belief and just ask and see what happened. And it's been incredible because people that are successful, they have been in your position and they want to help. It's the most fulfilling thing in the world, right? Totally. I have one final question to you because we're all about sharing stories and tools. But at the end of the day, I want the people watching and listening to this uh, to take action in their own life. Because my mission is to help at least 10 million people to go after their dreams. But every person counts. So what would be the first step people can take right now when they're done listening to this to get a little bit closer to to creating that dream life of theirs? You know, we really try to expose students to a lot of things at LEAP. But the two that I really focus on, and they hear me say this over and over and over again at LEAP, I'm going to share with you. And by the way, before we end this, if anybody listening wants more information about LEAP, it's super easy, www.leapfoundation.com, L-E-A-P-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.com. The program this year will be July 20th to the 25th. Um, It will be virtual. If people want more information or contact me, they can always go on my Instagram. It's at Dr. D-R Bill, B-I-L-L Dorfman, D-O-R-F-M-A-N. And they can go on my website if it's dent, you know dental stuff. It's it's the same, Doctor Bill Dorfman. Um, but we'll the share two the th- links as well. Thanks. The two things that I tell students: number one, don't wait for opportunities. Make them. If I hear another millennial walk up to me telling me how they're waiting for the universe to do something, I, I think I'm going to scream. If you haven't read the paper lately, the universe is pretty busy. You need to make things happen for you. 
And number two, Peter, when you do get an opportunity, don't take it. Master it. And there's a big difference. Look, I always knew I'd be a dentist. Of all the things I do professionally, that's my sweet spot. When ABC put me on Extreme Makeover, I'm not going to lie. I stunk on TV. That was not my sweet spot. I had no training. I had no desire. I had no interest. I was not made for TV. Some people are naturals. I was not. And when I watched the first two episodes, I was mortified at how bad I was. But I also was smart enough to realize how bad I was. And I was also smart enough to realize what a huge opportunity it was for my company because we launched Zoom Lightning and our sales were skyrocketing. So what I do, Peter, I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting classes, improv classes, cold reading class. I became an actor so I could be the best version of me on TV. And guess what? It was a direct reflection in sales. We had grown the company and pretty much plateaued at like 75 million. The first year on Extreme Makeover, we did 101 million. The second year, we did 136 million. And the third year, we did nearly $200 million in sales. So did it pay off? I think yeah. so. <laughs> it did pay off. Work always pays off. Dr. Bill, super grateful for you taking the time here today to share. Uh, I want to give you a virtual hug uh, right now and just say we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you do. And uh, check out Leap Foundation. Check out Dr. Bill's Instagram. Also, uh, I want to thank you that have been listening and watching. We're almost an hour in. We truly appreciate you taking the time uh, in this day and age to actually spend an hour with something. Now, I want to ask you something. If you spent an hour on this, what you need to do is to take action in your own life. Otherwise, this conversation is meaningless. We want to give, but you have to take action in your own life. Also, share this with somebody that needs to hear this message, check us out at ilovesuccess.co. We have more than 180 of these amazing conversations with game changers and thought leaders just like Dr. Bill. And I have, a, I have something I want to ask you. Yeah. I also have a podcast and it's become really popular. I would love to have you on it, Peter. So can we set that up as well? Yeah, I would love to. Thank you so Let's much. Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. All right. Thanks.